This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Basketball coaching legend and do basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Oh, yeah. Once again, it's on. As Ice Cube would say, you're on the block joining us right now, 2 to 4 each and every day. You can find us right here. And also on Allo, you can find us at 951 Station on Allo. Allo is in the building right now. They are here. They are doing work. They are handling things at this particular moment. So things are on the up and up. It is me and Austin. We are your hosts for the day. Lots to get into today. But first, we're going to get into some Mary Ellen's. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. That is our sponsor. And you've got to love them. If you don't love them, you got to like them. How could you not love them? Some way, somehow. The only way you don't love them is if you haven't been there. But even then, you should still love them because we tell you about all the great stuff they do for us, all the great stuff they do for the Lincoln community. You'll love them. And guess what? They are open today. So yes, you can sir. find your way on out there. Uh, 27th at Pine Lake. You can go out there, find Mary Ellen's Charles and the crew. Say hello to them and also let them know that we on the block and you're a blockhead and you're there to support them as you do us. We appreciate that as well. Let's get into the show today. Uh, short, moderate crossover. Your Kansas City Royals are struggling a little bit. We're not going to talk too much baseball, but that's OK. Well, they'll find their way. At least they're better than Oakland. Well, yeah, everyone's better in Oakland right now, but the Royals have only one more win than the A's. Which Just is crazy. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, um, the time that I've spent down in KC, it's a great environment. It's a great sports town. Um, I'm still surprised with all of the success that the uh, you know Kansas Jayhawks have and have had over the years. Uh, Kansas State now, it's, it's, it's really a great sports town. Just look mm-hmm. at what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Royals have been solid uh, over the years, just haven't been able to get that super breakthrough, but they've had some good teams. But, you know, we're, we're, we're positive. I'm, I mean, T-Mobile Arena is a phenomenal arena. It's, it's a surprise that they don't have uh, a basketball team of any sorts uh, there. I, I would also venture to say I think a great, you know, XFL or, US, you know, USFL team could, could, could manage there as well. They just love sports. You mentioned – the NBA team that's not in Kansas City, would that be something that they would have to work in with the next CBA? Because they just yeah. agreed to one, but that's probably not going to happen until the 2030s now. Yeah, it's an expansion type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know they're talking about it. I know Vegas is an, is, is one of the ones that they're talking about. Somehow, some way, Vegas. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, being a former baseball player, I couldn't imagine playing in the summer in Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, the day games would be absolutely miserable. The night mm-hmm. games even would be tough. Because it doesn't matter when the sun goes down there in Vegas, it is still quite hot. Um, you know, you know, your falls are pretty good. Your winters, you you know, you'll have sporadic cold days. It'd probably still be better than probably what you would get out in like New York or any of those types of teams. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's jump into the topics of the day. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about right now is comparing this year's NFL draft QBs to previous years and those in the past. Uh, this seems to be one that uh, a lot of people are are up in arms about. 
Uh, obviously, it was a down year last year, one that only Kenny Pickett, uh, which is there in Pittsburgh. And that's kind of, in some instances, a kind of a homer deal. They had a need. They felt that he was probably the best suitable uh, pick. It's, it's, it's one that continues to put people in the stands. Um, he was able to, you know, have a pretty solid year. He didn't necessarily rank super high when you just look at all of the uh, the places where he ranked and, 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 and so forth and so on. But he was the best thing uh, in that particular draft. Um, but let's 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 talk about this year's draft. So two have kind of separated themselves and you would look at Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, as well as C.J. Stroud. They've kind of separated themselves. Then you kind of get a, a hodgepodge in that area. C.J. Stroud in their rankings, they find themselves kind of in that, you know, perennial all pro range. And then you look at the others and they're kind of just suitable backups uh, at this particular point, unless they have some breakouts. Uh, but what's your thoughts on um, the prospects in the NFL grades of this year's uh, NBA, I mean, uh, QBs and, and where they're kind of rated and, and how they draft? So uh, I, we saw this from college football numbers that looked at all the college football quarterbacks that were, you know, legitimate draft prospects going into it and how NFL.com then ended up grading them. And you mentioned Young and Stroud. Right now, they're sitting about a 6.8 to 6.9 on that scale, which, like you said, top of the class. In terms of comparison throughout the years, what they're saying is these top two quarterbacks of this class have comparable scores to Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, and then looks like Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson are all in the same neighborhood. Do you think Mitchell Trubisky should have been rated as high as he was? Mitchell Trubisky should not have been rated as high yeah. as he was with a year and a half of starting experience at North Carolina. They put him right on that seven bar, which is essentially solid NFL starter. Yeah. He hasn't proven to be that. At they, all. they actually in 2018 had Sam Darnold higher than Joe Burrow. How with the season that Joe Burrow had um, with, with the abilities that he showed, um, was it this? It wasn't a, it wasn't a large enough sample size, probably that kind of you kind of just moderate your, your your thinking on that. But what was it about Sam Darnold that you think would have him right up under Trevor Lawrence? Now, I think Trevor's starting to come into his own. I think mm -hmm. him finding himself in Jacksonville, um, that's kind of a place where a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of players go to die, usually outside uh -huh. of the, the runs that they had in a few years. Right. I mean, Jacksonville, when it first started with, you had, you had Leftwich, you had Gerard, and you had Brunel that were all fine. And then they went through a wasteland of quarterbacks. Yeah. And Lawrence is really, you know, the most recent one there. Sam Darnold coming out of college to me was very similar to Zach Wilson, big arm, able to create on the run. And he won USC some games. He was exciting the way that he, you know, unseated the pr previous guy in that competition, took over as a young guy, won that Rose Bowl over Penn State. And I think that was the performance that really solidified him in NFL's guys' minds. But what we didn't see a lot of with him is a lot of what we didn't see with Zach Wilson, the pocket presence, the ability to, you know, process quickly while you're under duress. Yeah. So the highs were absolutely exhilarating for both of those guys. But what we saw with, you know, the Joe Burrow comparison was the one that you brought up rated just a little bit lower. The question was never mental with Joe Burrow. It was, are his hands big enough? And what's his arm strength like? Sam Darnold had the arm. We're finding that Joe Burrow does too. Yeah. Um, now, outside of the top two of the day, um, you know, obviously Malik Willis is still yet to be seen what he's going to be. Desmond Riddler is kind of a, a Sam Howell. They're very high on. Uh, mm -hmm. They're 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 looking to see if he can emerge and 
and really take on that role. But now in this next group, uh, the one that I say has been the biggest surprise has been obviously uh, Anthony Richardson, um, mm-hmm. him making his move. But the one that a little people have pause on, they have there's a little bit of hesitation on is Hennon Hooker. And what do you think is about that that, that kind of gives people pause? His age. Uh-huh. It's really his age. And he's coming off an injury, you know, a, a major injury, yeah. tearing up his knee the way he did. So it's hard to, you know, come off an injury regardless of, of the position you play. And Hendon Hooker was up and down in college, had a fantastic final year before getting hurt at Tennessee, mm-hmm. but he stuck around college for a long time. Um, so he would essentially have to come in and be ready to go from day one, at yeah. least the way NFL teams have viewed the quarterback position. Um, one of the ones that really killed himself in the combine, uh, is definitely Max Duggan. Uh, a lot of people were high on him early on, and then he gets to the combine and just absolutely lays an egg and finds himself at the bottom of the uh, the QB pool, probably may not even be drafted, maybe a free agent, uh, contention. But I think one of the ones, uh, that I'm surprised that is not a little bit higher is Aiden O'Connell. A lot of people kind of really liked Aiden, maybe that one season in his, in, in his junior year, you know, just mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, it was what they saw. But then last year, I, I think a lot of it had to do with him not just having the same type of weapons as he had, like with Bell and, you know, just some of those guys on the receiving core mm-hmm. uh, just weren't able to create separation and get space. And um, it kind of maybe revealed, you know, his inabilities to kind of find room, which in the quarter in as a quarterback at the NFL level, uh, Austin, um, windows get tight. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, they, they shrink quickly. Um mm-hmm cornerbacks are that good and they're able to break they're able to read they're able to kind of put their eyes on you and 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 get get good starts on you so if you're not able to find those windows uh it can can be a hurt to you it sure can and the thing with Aiden O'Connell is that he has NFL size has a good arm pretty good ball placement but he played in a very quarterback friendly offense and he played at Purdue who hasn't really done anything in the quarterback position since Drew Brees you mentioned those weapons he had around him too Uh, you look at David Bell you look at Rondale Moore Payne Durham at tight end, Charlie Jones this year. Those are all NFL guys right there. So Alex O'Connell didn't necessarily have to do a lot of the creation. So I think if you look at his stats, if you look at the guys he had around him, and by all means, processes the game fast, good teammate for everything we've heard, there's that. But I wonder just how much the stigma of Purdue is on him. It wasn't in a lot of big games. Yeah, you play against some really good defenses in the Big Ten West, but... I don't think a lot of Purdue success was because of Aiden O'Connell. I think he was just a point guard, just distributing. So I think some teams are more worried about the ceiling. I, he could be a career yeah. backup in the NFL. I could see that for Aiden O'Connell, but I just don't think many teams see him as a true playmaker like you want out of a QB one. Being honest, as you look at this year's uh, quarterback, it's it's definitely a lot more in the, in, in the mix uh, than it was in in uh, the last uh, you know year and in the year previous was definitely a high year, but only really Trevor Trevor Lawrence is really the one to me that is the only one that is broken out. I mean, you can you can make a case maybe somewhat Mac Jones number two maybe uh, Justin Fields still trying to figure it out in Chicago just hasn't really. I, I still think there could be a Jalen Hurts type of emergence potentially with him as they with continue him. to surround him uh, a little bit more. So be be on the lookout for a, a potential breakout for him. But of those guys in the hodgepodge, um, even the even the elite guys, based on where they go, who do you think possibly has the best uh, opportunity to break forth 
in this upcoming year as they uh, become drafted and move on the teams? Who, who has the best outlook to maybe make some noise? That's a fantastic question. I think whoever the Panthers pick will have a pretty good shot. Carolina's building something down there. I just don't know if they have the quarterback to do it. They'll go to a quarterback guy in Frank Reich who works with his quarterbacks has done a lot of good work with them. So whoever it is the Panthers end up picking, the odds are moving toward Bryce Young even more by the day. So I would say he's got a shot. I think CJ Stroud is pretty NFL ready. I know the knock on Ohio state quarterbacks, they haven't succeeded in a while, but I think CJ Stroud is it. And Anthony Richardson might catch lightning in a bottle. I don't know where he goes. I don't know who he goes to, if he even starts this year, but with those tools, he might not have a great career, but when you have tools like that strick, you can catch lightning in a bottle for 17 games at a time. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Sutter Hammond text line 402-464-5685. Those on the stream as well. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on which quarterback did you uh, feel has the best shot to emerge and, and possibly do something special in their rookie year. Um, we got to take a break right now because we have on the other side of this break, we have Evan Bland that'll be joining us here on the block. We're going to talk a little bit about some baseball and, and also get into some other things with recruiting. And he may delve into football a little bit. Evan's so versatile. He's capable of delving into anything right there. But we are on the block. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. We are on the block. We'll be right back.